Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope that you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit freechapel.org forward slash OC. This Good Friday, I want to just share briefly in Luke chapter 23 and verse 44. This is now, it was about the sixth hour and there was darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour and the sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. So when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God, saying, certainly this was a righteous man. The thought that a centurion glorified God in this moment um, is powerful to me. And, and it, I've read this so many times, but that, that, that little phrase struck my heart again that we would, uh, as the people of God, to believe again for radical transformations and radical salvations when people receive a revelation of who Jesus is. That I think there is a... Um, we are in a day and age right now where God so desperately wants to pour out His Spirit in a radical supernatural, profound way that is undeniable to people. Um, And there has to be within the people of God a desire to see it, that we would honour that, that that would be our heart's cry, that God would use us and do something in and through us that's so supernatural that even a centurion, so to speak, would look and say, surely this is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That it wouldn't just be because, and all of these things I think are amazing in our church and in the church at large in the Western world, that it would be a great building and that it would be friendly people and that it would be a great community. And I think all of these things are incredible and they're stepping stones to an encounter with God. But I do believe that there is a desire within the heart of God to just pour out His unadulterated supernatural power on a place that causes lost people to stand in the presence of an almighty God with a fear of God in a moment and recognize this is supernatural. This is the King of Kings. This is the Lord of Lords. This is not just a church. These are not just people gathering. There is something that I sense and it is above and beyond the natural. It's something that's supernatural. I want to on this Good Friday, and I know it's a different thing to, to, to hit upon, but I want on this Good Friday to stir our hearts again for the supernatural power of God. It's time. We need it in our life. I don't care how many times you've been in church or how long you've been going to church, you need it. You need a brand new radical supernatural encounter with a living God. You need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in a way that you haven't had for some of you for many years. If you're lost, if you're broken, if you're still addicted, if you're hurt, if you're in bitterness, if you're in pain, if you're experiencing lack in your life, it's time for a desire within you to stir up, to say, I want the supernatural power that only God can do. And this was what this centurion experienced as he stood there and looked up at the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, as he looked up and he saw God in flesh hanging on a cross, as he saw the answer 
for mankind hanging on a cross. He realized this is real. This is real. I want to share just three quick thoughts for you, or three quick points surrounding the cross of Jesus. I want to talk real quickly about the cross and the death of Jesus as being something that was purposeful, that it was full of purpose, that it accomplished something. It was purposeful. It was also powerful. I want to remind us of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And I know that it's old school. I know that it's, but, but how many know old school works? There's no school like the old school. But again, I think it's time for us as in the modern Western church with all of our coolness and all of our great presentation and all of the things that we've honed and learned to do so well that we wouldn't get so good at the new school that we forget about the power of the old school, that, that the power of just the blood of Jesus Christ and that we would believe it again. Believe it again. Believe that when you pray it over your life that things happen when you declare it, when you plead it over your mind that things happen, that freedom comes through the blood and the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ is powerful. And the last thing I want to talk about is the fact that the cross was personal. It was personal. Purposeful, powerful and personal. 1 Peter verse 2 and 24, it says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to our sin, might live. I'd circled on my notes those two words, that we. It speaks to the purpose of what Jesus did in a, in a time where this moment there was so much confusion. I want you for a minute to think about what it must have been like for a disciple to see the, the teacher, the master, the savior, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the healer, the miracle worker, to see him all of a sudden now hanging on a cross. There was utter and complete confusion. It seemed like this shouldn't be happening. It seemed like this is not... This is not the way the story's supposed to go. He's, he was here to deliver, to set free, not to die. But I want you to understand that in the middle of all of this confusion and in the middle of all of this craziness, and in the middle of what must have felt for the disciples to be such a letdown, the fact, the simple fact that they, they felt so let down, you know it because the simple fact is that most of them were not there at the base of the cross. So broken. So, so being so disconnected from Jesus because the way in which they thought it was gonna happen, it didn't and they can't make sense of it and they can't even bring themselves to be there present when the Jesus that they also know and loved is hanging on a cross, they are not there in support. 
It seems it's, it's this moment really of just mayhem for the people of God. Yet I want you to know that in this moment, so much purpose was being fulfilled. That prophecy was being fulfilled. That, that everything was aligning whilst it looked so crazy. Whilst it looked like this is a mistake. This is a mess up. This is, I want you to understand that God's hand was upon this moment. That from the very beginning when sin first entered the garden, that God had been orchestrating things through a series of prophecies and events that would build to this moment that was so full of purpose in the spirit, but in the natural, it looked like such a mess. We can be encouraged in that, in those moments of, in our own life where we feel like there's so much pain and so much confusion and we don't understand what's going on around us. We can be reminded that in the middle of the mess that is around us, that God's hand is upon us and that there is still a purpose that God is gonna fulfill and you don't give up when it gets dark because we serve a God who does His best work in the dark. There was purpose. Everything was aligning the way it should be, yet nobody knew it. Everybody was running crazy. Nobody could make sense of it, but there was so much purpose in what was happening. Do you know that to fulfill eight prophecies, listen to this, to fulfill eight prophecies, the odds are one in 100 quadrillion. To just fulfill eight prophecies. To fulfill 40 prophecies, the odds are one in 10 to the 157th power, which means 10 with 157 zeros on the end of it. Do you know that Jesus fulfilled over 300 prophecies? I don't need to tell you, that's a heck of a lot of zeros. We can be reminded that there was a purpose. And as you study it and you look at it, you, you see God's hand upon so much of the details. The fact that when Jesus was hanging on a cross, Jesus uttered seven different statements on the cross. Jesus also bled from seven different places in His body on the cross. The number seven we know to be the number of completion. Uh, you, can, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to look at this and see that God's hand was upon every single detail. That this wasn't just a last minute thing that God thought, oh my gosh, uh, mankind's so screwed up, we need to do something. Listen, Jesus, let's throw you up there and let's just make this work as we go. No, 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 God knew what He was doing and you can be encouraged in it in your life and be reminded that He orders your steps every single step of the way, even though you may feel like it's difficult, even though you don't understand it, even though it's confusing, there is purpose. There is purpose. I'm encouraged by my own sermon tonight. There is purpose in your life. I've got to settle down this Good Friday. It's powerful. Romans 5 and verse 9. 
much more than having been justified by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. We have been justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. It was powerful what happened. When you pray it over your life, when you pray it over your family, when you declare that by his stripes you are healed, you are appropriating the power of God's word. And so often we don't see it manifest because we simply don't believe it. But I do believe that God is taking the church at large back to a place of simplicity where we just start to believe this thing again. It's not complicated. That's why he refers to it as a childlike faith. What would happen in your life if you simply started to believe him at his word? What would happen if we started to believe in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ? How much weight would your prayers carry when you say in the name of Jesus? There was power in the blood of Jesus Christ. I was reading a story um, of Napoleon, Napoleon, the French military leader in the late 1700s. Napoleon, in this moment where he was finally conceding defeat, I was reading the story where he was standing over a war map with his military leaders looking at, at this war map. And of course, he was fighting the British at the time and, and, and on the war map, the British Isles were represented by red spots on the map. And in a moment where Napoleon was finally conceding defeat, he made this famous statement as he looked upon the map. And he said, if it were not for the red spots, I would have conquered the world. I want to encourage you and I want to remind you, if it were not for the red spots of the blood of Jesus Christ, the enemy would have had you. But for the blood of Jesus Christ and the freedom through the cross and the power of his death, the enemy did not have you. That you might have gone through challenges and you might have gone through hurt and you might have gone through pain. But what the enemy has thrown at you, the simple fact that you are in this room right now. He did not conquer you. Because of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's powerful. When when God looks at us, he sees the blood of Jesus. It's powerful. That just one drop of the blood of Jesus defeated hell, death, and the grave. That in this moment, think about it. This was the moment. This was where hell threw every single thing it had at Jesus. And you know what is so crazy is he took it. He took the hits. It wasn't that hell threw everything in Jesus because of his power. He was able to just divert around it. 
No, Jesus stood and looked hell in the face and took every hit. Every bit of ridicule, every bit of pain, every whipping, every punch, every kick, every beating, every nail, every thorn. He took it all. And He took it all for us. I hate it, but I love it. I hate it, but I love it. This time of year, I get in this like, Because it's too much. It's like, Jesus, I don't. Because he did not deserve it. But I do. Because I know me. And I know how screwed up I am. And it feels so unjust. But as much as I hate it, I also know that I need it. So I don't want to accept it. I'm like, Jesus, no, it's, but then I know that I need it. And so it's such a humbling place when we are reminded to be, when we are reminded that it wasn't just purposeful. It wasn't just powerful, but it was also personal. That this is, what Christianity really is. Christianity is the cross of Jesus. And the challenge to us this morning is how, or this evening, I'm sorry, is how do we respond to the cross? Because a price like this requires a response. How have you responded to the cross? Is the cross something that you just acknowledge once a year? Is the cross something that you respect? Is the cross something that is a a form of decoration or jewelry? Is the cross for you a symbol of religion? Is it a reminder of a good man that came and paid a horrible price. What is the cross to you? Or is the cross something that's personal? Is the cross something that you look at and you are reminded of the price that your Lord and Saviour paid that was due to us, but He stepped in and took the hit? That's the cross of Jesus. And this evening we're gonna we're gonna take communion together as a church. And I don't know where you're at in your walk with God. But I want to encourage you this evening as as, as we take communion, would you remember? Not just the purpose of the cross, not just the power of it, but would you remember, take a moment, if we can, to get out of our head and out of the religious 
thinking we can sometimes operate in these times of year that are almost traditional. Get out of that and take a moment and remember this was so personal. Because he said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And that joy was us. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Free Chapel OC.